What's happening, friends? Welcome to Podcast Unlocked. It is the world's number one Xbox podcast for June 29th. The year's half over. Oh my done. gosh, wow. I can't believe that. I got my game of the year already, though, so that's that's good. <laughs> yeah, I will talk about that in a second. My name's Ryan McCaffrey. That's Destin Legary. Hi, looking, everybody. Looking svelte and eggplant. Eggplant. Is that what color this is? I don't I'm know. colorblind. Purplish. Parmesan. Yeah. Are you really colorblind? Oh, yeah. The, to me, this looks red. Really? <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. That uh, looks red to you? Yeah. Wow. It's I guess the, it's Should we tell purplish. them it's not red? It's definitely not red. <laughs> Burning it tomorrow. This is, this is red. That is red. No, that's, that's pretty red. <laughs> ah, uh, Shark, Sean Finnegan, good to see you. Chomp, 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 Alana chomp, chomp. is in Australia, so always Coming good to have you. Coming off the bench. Coming off the bench. Sixth man of the year. Just tag in, yeah. Alana's fighting actual sharks. Yeah. That's true. Mm -hmm. Sharknadoes. That's yeah. why she went there. On the on the Bondi coast. Mm. Right. Right. Oi. <laughs> Marty Sleva, hi. Hey, it's a Palindrome episode, right? It is. We, we need to Sure it is. Hey, 252. Oh, cool. right. We did it. We made it. Well done, everyone. All right, we can go home now. <laughs> That's it. Show's yep. over. It's been a good week. Actually, it practically is. It's a very slow week of Xbox. Yeah, things. it turns out not a lot of stuff happens in the, the weeks following E3. And it's a short week for us, too, right? Yes. Which is great. I'm out tomorrow, actually. Oh, so it's even good shorter for, for you. you. I got a five-day weekend. Where it's are you going? Be awesome. you going yeah, to my apartment. I'm going to play a bunch of video games. Staycation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everybody's like, well, don't you do that here? Nope. No. That's not yeah. what we do. Oh, so rarely. Mm -hmm. Although I have been delighted to see a bunch of uh, people in the office passing around our, our few copies of Inside, and mm -hmm. I just see it popping up around, around the office. It's yeah. so good. Yeah. Marty, we have to address it. That's yeah. where we have to start. To because the, the ten in the right. room. So we're, well, gonna, well, we're not going to no, spoil no, no, no. anything. No, <laughs> no, okay. There's going to be a spoiler-free <laughs> chat. Right. Yeah. We okay. have not played yet. Yeah, we won't. Oh, we're talking about inside. Gonna, we're okay. not going to spoil it. We're, we're, okay. Ryan and I are very okay. good at this. Um, next I'm, week, I'm partially though, doing this for the audience. At the end of <laughs> next week, yes. episode, we are going to have a spoiler cast. I may even sub you guys out. It, basically, if you I'll haven't played, played if you haven't tonight, played, you will I'm be subbed tonight. out. Yeah. Live. So that is the yeah. that is the warning. You have you have a week to play a three hour game. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think I can do it. So it's only three hours. I'm going to play the L. I'll be done. To, let's do the spoiler cast tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, actually, I woke up to a lot of tweets. So our review went up yesterday. Mm -hmm. and did you review it? You reviewed I did. It, right? yeah. I, I really wananted this one. It I launched it at 3 a.m. Pacific. That's a bit yeah. of an unusual time. I mean, mm -hmm. back in the day, Live Arcade used to update it, I think, 2 a.m. Pacific. So it's, it's not far off All from right. that. But, uh, yeah, I had never given a 10 in my four years at IGN. Ooh. Uh, this was not... It was not even really a debate, mm -hmm. though. How many tens have you given ever? Ever? Well, so back at OXM, when I the first few years I was there, we were on a 100-point scale mm -hmm. like IGN is. Yeah. Although, actually, both IGN and OXM have used both 20-point scales, meaning... You know, seven, seven, five, eight, eight, five, nine, mm -hmm. nine, five. Yeah. Uh, and the hundred point scale, which of course is just nine, one, nine, two, nine, three, et cetera. What was the last one you gave? So the last ten I gave, yeah. somebody asked me on Twitter, and I had to. I actually couldn't remember, remember oh, yeah. but I think it would have because I left. I came to IGN in May of 2012. Mm -hmm. So I'm pretty sure the last ten I gave before this, it had been five years. It was Gears of War 3 in September of 2011, mm, okay. which, in hindsight, is a 10 I 100% stand behind that game, all three modes of it. Competitive multiplayer, Horde 2.0, and single the single-player How many player tens have you given, Marty? Stuff. Never. Really? Mm -hmm. Never. No. Because you're, you're good at your job. I'm Not like, <laughs> Banjo-Kazooie. <laughs> I never got to review Banjo-Kazooie. which you I reviewed six years Replay, <laughs> which I loved, but it had Battletoads, which kept it from the 10. 9.0, right? Yeah. Is there anything yeah. that should be a 10 in your mind? Yeah. Ever. Yeah. 
What? Journey? What? I'm asking Braid? What? Journey. Okay. Right. I would have given the witness a 10. I'd probably would have given inside 10. If I Limbo. was a games reviewer, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I and that's, give, I guess, I would have yeah. given a 10 to Bioshock. Mm-hmm. 10s don't come around Mass at, Effect. at IGN super why are you often. Not, why are you nodding your head at not? You don't like Bioshock? I don't think Bioshock's a 10. That's oh, all. we had a, we had a discussion yeah, yeah. about this. Which yeah. one? The first one? Yeah. And any of them. Any of them? Destin yeah, yeah. argued we had we did it. We just recently did top ten FPS games oh, yeah, of all time. Of all time. And Destin was the one loud voice in the room, being like, "Bioshock doesn't deserve to be on there because of what we were cutting." True. That's a big conversation we could get into. I don't. But I don't want to. We're talking about inside right now. Yes. Yes. But I will say, we're about tens. Uh, it yeah. is. Yeah, it is worth sort of reminding since the tens don't come around very often at IGN. Ten on the IGN scale, and I would probably no one scale, but let's. But on IGN scale. 10 does not mean perfect. There is no such thing as a perfect perfect. video game. Even though doesn't it say, what does it say? It says masterpiece. masterpiece. 10 means masterpiece on the Mm -hmm. IGN scale. So that's, that is where 10 comes from. And And 8 is garbage on the scale, right? That's true. (laughs) Everything below an 8. But yeah, just for a little bit of of insight into Inside, in case you don't know, it is the uh, second game from Playdead who were uh, the developers of Limbo, which came out on XBLA Phenomenal. Yeah, Lombo was... Lombo? Lombo. <laughs> My brain's... Sorry, <laughs> wrong That was yeah. like the, the version of it, like how Pissed came out after Mist. <laughs> I tried to say... Lombo was the thing you went to software, etc. for and got for like $4. I definitely just tried to Dead say play. Limbo was awesome and really messed Driving that around up. Driving around my Lombo game. Yeah. yeah. Lombo. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Inside, uh, it, it very much, you can tell, it's from the same uh, team as Limbo. It is a 2D atmospheric uh, physics-based puzzle platformer, uh, relatively simple mechanics, but absolutely dripping with uh, style and substance and themes and a very subtle but incredible visual story. The uh, some some questions I've been asked a lot over the over the last couple of days. How long is it? Took me about three hours. Mm-hmm. Might take you a, a tad less. Might take you a tad more, depending on if you get stuck on or not stuck on any of the puzzles. I never really got hung up for more than Couple a minutes, few minutes, minutes at a time yeah. on some of these. I got stuck less in Inside than I did in Limbo. And I have to imagine I'm dumber now than I was Definitely. six years ago yep. when I had my nice, sharp 20-something brain. <laughs> so uh, take that for what it's worth. And then the other big question I get asked is, because I've, I've been referring to it on social media as the follow-up to Limbo to give people something to relate it to. Because remember, they've done almost literally no marketing or PR for this game. Mm-hmm. Almost none. Yeah, two years ago at Microsoft's really well. conference, it was they announced. showed a short teaser. Mm-hmm. And then they legitimately went off the grid. And then all of a sudden, it was this year at the conference. They're like, hey, it's out in two weeks. And like yeah, those I, guys don't really do interviews. They're well, just like, we just want to release art. And well, and yeah. to, to your exact yeah. point, uh, I... Their Twitter account, which I've been looking at this week because yeah. I've I think I've tagged it a couple times. At Playdead has it was an account made in 2011, and it has four tweets on it, and two of them are from the last 30 days. <laughs> yeah, and which, it's just uh, like, hey, there's they, some misreports about the time yeah, it'll launch. It'll launch they, at this time. Brevity is the soul. Yeah. Yeah. I love that they do in an age where like. Well, you've got to have social media as yeah, part of it. Yeah. They just do not care. They yeah. clearly, <laughs> clearly, based on their Twitter account, could not possibly care less. I love this idea of them all sitting around in a room being like, how do we address the audience about this update? And it takes like an hour for them to be like, oh, we have this Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't exist That's a great six years idea. ago. Yeah, we have this Twitters. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. And so, anyway, the other, that's the other big common question I've been getting asked is, do I need to play Limbo first? No, no, they don't. Uh, well, I don't uh, want to. They, they uh, you don't. 
No. Yeah, that's that's enough. That's that. We'll leave yeah. it at that. Yeah. Also, it's three hours, but um, you don't need to play Limbo if yeah, you haven't. You what the hell? Well, it was hopefully, free. Yeah. It, yeah, yeah, it was free during E3. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's three hours, but it's definitely what uh, we all went through it a second again. time. If only to not only to just experience it again with like, oh, now that I know these things that yeah. happen, I want to do this. But also, there are some cool off the beaten path things that yes. none of us found the first time through. Correct. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Marty, what, I mean, what, what's, what was your favorite aspect of the game? Uh, I mean, it is a game that we've remarked a couple times. It feels like it has five years of polish on it. Uh, every subtle animation, every lighting cue, every particle effect is the game feels handcrafted. Yes. And it feels every bit for of a 2D platformer. It is as cinematic as, like, it, it is masterful the way they move a camera in a 2D platformer, yes. which is insane. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. It's use of depth of field, of, of objects in the foreground, objects in the background, and then you and the, the core ground. That's the cinematic term, the core mm. ground. Um, now invented in yes. the <laughs> The lighting. The lighting, is, the lighting not only adds to the tone, mood, and atmosphere of the game, but it's also served to highlight aspects of puzzles and very subtly cue you into things you should be looking at or paying attention to. See, that sounds really cool to me because like, I loved the art style of Limbo, which is this kind of like film noir-ish kind mm-hmm. of low-key lighting. Mm-hmm. That's the and term that we call it. A bunch of people copycatted it afterwards, but nobody had really done that yet. Yeah, but like when I wanted to see was how they implement the uh, what I could have like if there was going to be a criticism from me about Limbo it would be that they didn't really use the aesthetic as part of the mm-hmm. gameplay like part of the puzzles yeah, and stuff yeah. so to hear you say that yes. that's a little bit better integrated yeah and it's definitely that not, really it's cool. not that like stark silhouette of, of Limbo it is right. more colorful or I guess there's more going on in the background and, and, and sort of more visual storytelling. It's more layered in sort yeah. of a literal and figurative mm-hmm. sense, I yeah. think, would be fair to say. Yeah, and we're like we won't go anything into the story and you shouldn't know anything about the story going in, but it is, it, I found it really interesting that I felt like for the first half I was like, yeah, I gotta, like, I know what's going because the whole thing is presented without text. Right. And so it's like, I, I know Which what's going on. something that happened in Limbo as well. Yeah, and you're like, no I, text, no dialogue. I have a pretty good, pretty good yeah. grasp of what's going on and then you go deeper down the rabbit hole and you're like, oh no, I don't know anything. I, I'm very, I'm <laughs> very me, confused right let now. Let me walk that back. There is text but not in the way that you would think because there's one part in limbo where oh, you go to the hotel yeah. sign yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah that's text but yeah. it's not it's a puzzle basically really yeah. text yeah. you know what i mean yeah, yeah. just a, a phenomenal very special game one of those games that as soon as someone else would beat it we'd pull them into a corner room and be like hey we need to talk about this like what did you think of x y and z i mean i will say that tens here are not given or given out or or uh, even considered lightly mm-hmm. they're very they're very rare i know we've given one already previously this year but it, stapes probably vetted you quite a bit he's like what do you give it to witness the previous 10 the witness oh, yeah witness. Mm-hmm. um which by the way how hilarious is it that arguably the two best signature xbox live arcade games made by very small teams <laughs> were are have now come back around again for their follow-ups yeah and are probably the two best digital download titles. That's amazing. Yeah, on respect, on both the respective consoles. It's, yeah. it's just that's the unfortunate part is that they're each locked away mm-hmm. as platform exclusives. Yeah. Um, you know, well, it's Witness, Witness is on PC, right? Yeah. They're both on PC. And I think both of them, I would say, but, by this time next year, will also be on the other. Yeah. And that's, that's Nothing's announced, but yeah. past no, history no. suggests, yeah. like, Limbo ended up on... Virtually everything, everything. Yeah. and mm-hmm. you can play that uh, on mobile nowadays. I think, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. But um, yeah, how how cool is it that the you know the two best live arcade games from uh, back in the day are now 
the, the, their follow-ups both took forever to make, but yeah. they're both especially ends. since like <laughs> there is that brilliant. kind of curse of like the sophomore slump, right? Like your second game or your yeah, second, your second creative album. endeavor. Well, yeah, what do you have to say? Good. You yeah. had your whole life to make that first album mm-hmm. of all those life experiences, but yeah, what do you yeah. do with that second? Yeah, I just love the fact that probably my three favorite XBLA games were those two and Bastion, and yep. then all three have gone on to make follow-ups that I absolutely adore with yeah. these two and Transistor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, uh, next, we need Shadow Complex 2. Yep. <laughs> Just throwing it out there. We had Donald Nudge. Mustard in here. We mm-hmm. held his feet to the fire a little bit. Yeah. That's That needs to... Or Infinity Blade 4. You <laughs> shut your <laughs> cardigan mouth. <laughs> um, but yeah, Inside is very special. Ryan and I played uh, the first 10 minutes uh, on a Let's Play you can find, which is currently on the, IGN. The very first Unlocked plays that yeah. we've been promising. Oh, you. great! Yes, Finally, Which is it's us on our YouTube playing channel. games. Yeah, YouTube.com/slash/ign/unlocked. Correct. I did it right this time. Nailed it. Very we're gonna do myself. Mass Effect with we're you. Do some Mass Effect stuff. We're oh, gonna do some banjo stuff. We're gonna get. We're gonna go find. Uh, we have to figure out how we have to find a hardware and software for Blinks. For but Blinks. we're gonna do it. Yeah, that's if gonna I, happen. If I break embargo on something, I'll play Battletoads. I might as have punishment. to. <laughs> I might have to call uh, Phil Spencer and say, "Hey, can we borrow a copy of Blinks? Because <laughs> we can't find one." <laughs> I, mean, I wonder if there's one in our games library. There, we'll, we'll check. Yeah, we haven't even gotten that far yeah. yet. But um, yeah, I, I started to say tens are not given or considered lightly around here. And you're right; they, they actually they are vetted. Mm-hmm. Uh, not only did I, so I I finished the game first. And then I was begging people to finish it because I needed to talk to somebody about it. You finished it right before E3. I did. Uh, And then Chloe finished it, and Marty finished Mm -hmm. it, Dan Stapleton finished it, Andrew Goldfarb finished it, and... uh, All before E3? No, 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 this was a time since. And I think, and now even Brendan Graber, our wikis expert, who's working on some crazy things that I guess we'll just talk about later. Yeah. uh, But that involve collectibles. Mm Mm-hmm. So and nobody has has even started to argue that it's not a masterpiece. Yeah, awesome. I mean, it's it's that kind of. It was one of the easiest tens I've ever I've ever even seen, or mm-hmm. certainly one of the easiest tens I've ever given. Yep. Yeah, I'm I mean, really excited to play this tonight. Yeah, me too. I've Everyone, been planning for like a week. Where I've been bugging Ryan. I'm like, when's the embargo? <laughs> Can I play tonight on and 3 a.m.? So and I'm gonna up? go. I'm gonna say this right yeah. now, and I, I mm-hmm. love you. I'm sorry. Yeah. Don't watch Destin's stream. <laughs> yeah. This so, is not a game that should yeah. be experienced, in my humble opinion, through someone else. Please I'm going watch to Destin it. every watch other day it after you've played it. That's what I'm going to ask. You know, like, so yes, I'm going to stream no tonight one watch so it I live. capture my natural reaction. <laughs> and then after you play it, feel free to watch the bot. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, on that note, if some people, like, so my review is as spoiler-free as it can be, both the written mm-hmm. and the video. I mean, it, it, there are things that it shows, but none of them are out-and-out out spoilers, either story-wise or presented, puzzle solutions. Yeah, they're all presented out of context. And, yes, and, that too. So... Uh, I would love it if you would take a watch and or read of my review. But I've heard from a lot of people, because I do say right in the beginning of the review, it's best to go in blind. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. I've heard from a lot of people that say, I'm going to check out your review after I finish mm-hmm. it, which is totally fine, too. Just appreciate it if you would, because, uh, man, that was a... You know how, Marty, sometimes it's... Some some reviews are work. We're oh, yeah. just like it's the holiday season. There's ten thousand games to review. It's okay, Marty. We need yeah. you to review this. And sometimes you finish a game and you're just like you feel so middle of the road about it. Right. That you can't like muster the enthusiasm Which, either way. Secretly, yeah. to me, I don't know about you. Th- those 
middling score reviews are the hardest reviews sure. to write. The the, the real a bad five ones, and a seven is tough. Yep, yep. the real mm-hmm. bad scores are just like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know, you've, you definitely have things to yeah, say yeah. and passionate things to say. It's like, you punished me by yeah. having right. me play this. Yeah. It's my turn. <laughs> yeah. And the other way is yeah. easy too, yeah. because I mean that's like. Uh, Firewatch I reviewed sure. this year and that was that review just like came out of me because mm-hmm. I just had so much to say about that incredible game. This this was the same way yep. where it's just like man th- this was a the review just flowed f- I was just a vessel for, yeah. it, to, for everyone, it to come out. Everyone who has played the game who I've talked to about it and I've tried to stay away from deep discussions about mm-hmm. it having not played it yet but they've all been very very excited like we were at the E3 showcase and the first thing when you me and Phil Spencer came together was yeah. like he was like what about inside? And I was like, I have to walk away because <laughs> you guys are going to talk well, about and it. He said, because so I didn't, I was professional. I didn't tip my hand that I'd already finished the game at that, even though it was Phil and, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. he's already finished the game. But he goes, he goes, Inside came up and he goes, yeah, it's it's the game of the year. And I was like, I know. On the post show when we were like, uh, at the post show from the E3 conference, it was like, what's the, uh, what was the best game they showed at the conference? And I was like, it's Inside. And I know that as a fact because it's, <laughs> it's a 10. It's probably the only game at that conference that's going to be a 10. So, yeah. Oh, man. But, what, just what a treat. It's, mm-hmm. It is, uh, just for fun context, I went and looked at Metacritic, mm-hmm. which a lot of people like to look at as a sort of amalgamation mm-hmm. of, of critical Review opinion. Scores. It is, you know, not a perfect system, but it is the system we have as a as an industry. And the highest Metacritic ranking games on Xbox One, the first one is Grand Theft Auto V, which wouldn't argue with that for a second. Second one's Metal Gear Solid V. The third one is inside. Mm-hmm. So huh. if that gives you an idea of how well regarded yeah. this game is. The rarefied is. atmosphere it's in. Yeah. Uh, all it, three of those we gave a 10. Yes. Mm-hmm. All three deserving. We were part of part of that high Metacritic yeah. situation. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's absolutely, with all due respect to The Witness, uh, which I am too stupid to have finished, I'm about, too I don't know. stupid I'm, to have finished. I'm some number of hundred panels into it, yeah. but I ended up getting stuck and then I got onto other things and maybe someday mm-hmm. I'll go back, but uh, Inside is, as this of today, my game of the year. It's been a hell of a year for... I mean, we're halfway through the year, but we've already had The Witness and Oxenfree and Firewatch. And oh, I forgot Oxenfree. Inside so and Dark Souls yeah. 3 and I Uncharted. Would, and I would love to see a game like that. I mean, again, I haven't played it, so I can't really cast a vote for it, but I love the idea of little games like that being able to stand toe-to-toe with the AAA franchises and possibly even win Game of the Year. Yeah, from I mean, publication yeah, journey, journey, journey. Well, that's what I was about to say. Yeah. Is in 2012, it was great because we did this whole Judgment Day thing mm-hmm. where we haven't done that since, where we bring in all the developers and kind of talk about the that nominations cool. before we even award the Game of the Year. And it was cool to see, like, the Walking Dead team come in. Yeah, and Sean then we Bannon. had the two FTL dudes. Like, the yes. whole FTL team yeah. was these two dudes. <laughs> two people. Yeah. And they're sitting next to the five dudes who did Halo five, or 4 at the yeah, time. Yeah. And I was just like... Halo 4 is competing against Mass Effect 3, is competing against The Walking Dead and, and FTL Journey, and Journey. And, and it's Guild just like, Wars 2, and we're like, what is it? Yeah, like, yeah. It's just, weird, man. Yeah, uh-huh. and it's just like you have this, that is, to me, a better sign of a healthy industry than anything. Yeah, right? absolutely. It's like when you have quality works of all scopes absolutely. competing against each other. So, you know, AAA games can do things that indies can't because mm-hmm. of the sheer manpower and budget uh, that can that can go into it, but indies can also do things that triple A's can mm-hmm. in in terms of indies can uh, be one person's vision, like right. Exactly how they want to present right. it, right? And and I mean, I don't mean this. This is going to get misinterpreted, but almost in the sense of innovation, you know, triple A's to a degree almost 
most of the time have to play it pretty safe because mm-hmm. there's a, a publisher is investing tens of millions of dollars into it. Yeah. So it can't go too crazy off the rails when you're spending that kind of cash on a game and need, you know, needing a, a big return on that money. Whereas inside, uh, how many, Marty, it was probably, those credits were, what, 15, 20 people mm-hmm. maybe? Something yeah. like that? Yeah. And they spent six years... And an indie is able to make a three-hour game and say everything that they have to say, whereas yes. a AAA game, like, generally you have to make hits. I mean, there's not, like, a quota, but, like, if uh, Quantum Break was three hours long, people would finish it, and there'd be an uproar because yeah, it was like, right. this is a AAA $60 game. Well, so that happened to Max Payne yeah. back in, in the 1998 yeah. when mm-hmm. it was six hours in a time when... Like twenty was expected. Yeah, but it was six yeah. incredible hours. Six, that's right. With, and no filler. No fat. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it took the first Call of Duty Modern Warfare, I think, for people to realize that a short six to hour campaign that's hyper focused and quality all the way through is viable for the AAA yeah. like space. But that is something that people expect of the AAA space is like a long experience that can give you many many hours either on the single player side or the multiplayer right. side, preferably both. Mm-hmm. But. I don't know. I mean, to me, it's like, especially as we get older, it. I think you really appreciate, I personally really appreciate a game that does a lot with a little. That's right. right. Yeah. And I, like with Journey specifically, Journey instantly after I finished it became one of my top five mm-hmm. games of all time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that game does more with two hours than most games do with 20. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, that, you're right. As I get older and I have larger responsibilities at work, larger responsibilities at home. I need a game to respect my time. Totally. If I'm going to, you know, spend money on it. So, yeah, don't don't uh, bother with filler. Just three three great hours is and boy is inside that is uh, is exactly what the doctor ordered. So, if you haven't already bought inside, please buy it. S- support support Play Dead so that they can make God knows what the next thing would be that would, yeah. they would make. What is but it, 20 bucks? $20. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't. You just can't go wrong. And if you haven't played in uh, Limbo yet, play it before yeah, play inside, Limbo. after inside, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Play that, too. I mean, it's it's so good. Grab it on your tablet or, or Xbox One. Oh, yeah, it totally works on iPad. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. And if you don't have $20, uh, steal it from the till of your local general store. <laughs> That's not a thing Let's you not encourage do. theft. <laughs> Damn it, Marty. Say something more like, <laughs> just look for it in the spaces in your couch. Mow a lawn, even if the person doesn't ask you to, and then demand money. <laughs> money tips. <laughs> We're starting a new podcast, Money Tips. Is that how you got yeah. that sweater? Yeah. <laughs> I stole it from the old man manning the till of a general store. I, too, am wearing a sweater, pulling off my best Marty. Thank you. The funny story about that. this is I went and had dinner over in the sunset with Tim Geddes and his girlfriend and my friends who were up from L.A. Uh, this is when Kind of Funny Live was happening, Kind of Funny Live, yeah. too. And uh, if any of you have been to the sunset, Destin knows this is Pride of the Sunset over there. It is not very sunny most <laughs> no, of the time. In no, fact, it's very the sun cold has set. Yeah. a yeah. lot of the time, mm-hmm. and it's foggy and, and i was you. not prepared for this it was warm during the day and so i was out there with the t-shirt and i'm freezing <laughs> oh man and i'm walking to the restaurant and i see a thrift store and i was like yes and, that's and i walk in there i walked in there and i was like i'm buying the warmest thing i can don't care how much it was five dollars that's a solid five dollars that's, that's a strong five well that's what i was right gonna there. say is like i was gonna be happy spending five dollars on like just a like a grandpa sweater that yeah, you could like toss I'd away wear, the i'd day. literally wear once yeah. just to not be cold for that 10 minutes <laughs> And then be fine with it. But now it's actually kind of become part of my wardrobe. And I see the merits of the sweaters now. It's perfect. Yeah. yeah. And it also helps your brand. Everything I do here, I just want to make sure I'm on brand. Yeah. <laughs> I took a brand course. <laughs> Sleeve a brand. 
All right, uh, not a lot to get to, but fortunately we just jabbered for 20 minutes about how great Inside is, so mm-hmm. uh, that'll help get the show up to its normal normal duration. We'll come right back, talk a little Halo Wars 2 beta stats, uh, a surprising Batman uh, remaster announcement, and a very fun little Pac-Man thing right after this, which is now, haha, because we're on the camera audio, because the oh, laptop right, yes. is forked. So there's no cute little music here anymore. Boop, 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 At least boop, not for boop, today. Boop. Hopefully we'll fix it for next time. Uh, okay, news unlock time, boys. Mm-hmm. Halo Wars 2, uh, Microsoft sent out a press release that was mostly self-congratulating about E3 that didn't have anything of real no, no, actual information. Except this. Yeah. Uh, this was definitely worth pulling out, and that is Halo Wars 2. They announced that the player count, quote, exceeded their internal expectations they had they saw over 1 million matches in the Halo Wars mm-hmm. 2 multiplayer beta totaling over 1.2 million hours of play so does that mean the average match is 1.2 hours could be marty yeah Dang. sounds right you can mathematics do yeah that's not a required thing at that's, this job mathematics is my new brain I totally wasn't opening my calculator just now to do that math. (laughs) And then Marty did it, and I'm like, oh my god, he's right. I I actually want to know from the audience how they liked the Halo Wars 2 beta, because none of us got to play it. We were all in L.A. Stupid E3. Except I went and played the thing on the floor, which was actually a different build than... It had a different map and mode of what was in the beta. That's confusing. And again, I I think I talked about this last week. It was... the, the, The Xbox build on the floor was just super rough still. So I'm sure I will like it, but it was it was still rough. And then behind closed doors, when 343 was showing it off, it was on PC, and it was a single-player campaign level, and it looked great. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm sure it'll get there, but uh, I didn't really get to dig my, sink my teeth into it. It's good there's an audience for this product, though. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's... The first game, if you haven't played Halo Wars 1, they're they're offering it as part of that what that definitive edition thing for Halo Wars 2. Mm-hmm. We'll, they'll give you an Xbox One copy of, of Halo, Halo Wars. Wars. Uh, the first one is just great. I gave it a 9 back in the day. It really suffered. It's really it's big problem. There were sort of two things with it. One was an actual problem, and one was just features that weren't there. It, it ran rough on the Xbox 360, mm-hmm. so hopefully the Xbox One version will not when it's when you get that definitive version. Uh, and then the other thing was, you know, Halo Wars is, Sean, you can speak to this, so set up potentially exactly like StarCraft. Totally. Three races, mm-hmm. the UNSC, the Covenant, mm-hmm. and the Flood. Mm-hmm. And you could play as the Covenant in Halo Wars 1 multiplayer. Right. You couldn't play as the Flood at all. They did show up in the campaign as adversaries, uh, but then there was there was no Covenant campaign either. So right. it just felt like there should have been a Halo Wars 2 right away, except they closed Ensemble down, Right. that would have expanded things out and had a Covenant campaign and maybe worked the Flood in as, as playable somehow as well. Yeah, because as a Halo fan, this is what you want to be able to do, right? Like take control of the vehicles and stuff from other races and uh, uh people who appear in the Halo universe and get to like play around with them and work with them and stuff like that. Like that's kind of the fun of an RTS game like this. And I don't know if you guys are really into RTS, but like it's kind of a like by today's genre standards, it's kind of an old school genre, right? Definitely. Mm-hmm. And uh but it's still very much alive. I mean Civilization Six. Yeah. Yeah, uh, totally. Totally. Well that's turn based. That's Star- a bad Starcraft example. Too. Well yeah. turn based it can still be RTS because well, okay. <laughs> 
You're right. Turn-based is not traditionally real-time strategy, right? Real-time means real-time, not turn-based. Okay, Warhammer, right? Dawn of War, that's yeah, real-time. StarCraft exactly. 2's last expansion. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, StarCraft in general, right? Warcraft mm -hmm. and stuff. But, like, here's the thing about RTS is, like, while they don't present the same, like, flash and sort of, like, scope that traditional, you know, modern uh, FPS or, like, you know, RPG, like... AAA games do, the depth of the games mechanically tends to be the big draw, sure. right? It's like once yep. you understand what you're looking at mm -hmm. and you understand how complex it is, watching two competitive real-time strategy players play against each other... It's like is, a chess match. Yeah, it's watching a like a grandmaster level mm -hmm. chess match unravel in real time, and yeah. it's seriously the most fascinating thing to watch. Like, yeah. I still... It's why, I mean, StarCraft was basically the first eSport. Yeah. Because yeah. was, that was... Uh, particularly in Asia, yeah. it was a spectator sport. Yeah. Totally, and I mean, I'm sure this is this is now just pop culture. I wouldn't call it pop culture knowledge, but gamer knowledge that you know in Korea, in South Korea, where StarCraft uh, really like that's ground zero for StarCraft. That's where it began. That's where the best players are and still or were and still are. The players, they're pro players. Like that's they're in that country. It's the same as being like an NBA player here. Like yeah. you are a yeah, superstar. Yeah, a level of celebrity. Girls yeah. and guys have posters of pro players on their <laughs> walls, like in their bedrooms. It's kind of crazy, right? I have a fatality poster on my wall. Wow, yeah. that's a deep cut. Yeah, he has a one instead With of a one L in there. Yeah, or a T. I'm I have one sure. of his headsets. The, all, the really interesting about Fatality was he didn't even play the most, like, Counter-Strike was the game. Mm -hmm. And what he did played he play? Unreal played Tournament stuff, and Quake. Right? Yeah, yeah, he yeah. was a 1v1 in, in software guy. stuff. I don't like, actually have a poster of that man. I don't oh, know what man. that man looks like. Yeah. He's just the only name. He's the only guy. Yeah. Dennis Fong? Thresh? Yeah. Nope. Yeah? Nope. No. no, I'm not saying he nope. won. Said he's not a person. I'm just saying nope, I don't know who that is. Yeah, he won uh, John Carmack's Ferrari in a Quake Tournament. PewDiePie? Wow. Is he a competitive gamer? No. No? Let's not even go there. But I mean, like RTS is this great genre, and I nobody love... competes with PewDiePie. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. that's our true. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Yeah. Uh, RTS is this great genre where, like, if you give it the chance and you're a mechanics like person, it's like the most rewarding genre to watch and play. So to see it happen in the Halo universe and to see it done well, like Halo yeah. Wars, the first one was so pretty good. good. Was like really I liked well, it. It a was lot. made by the same people that made Age of Empires, one of the signature real-time strategy series in the world ever. Yeah, definitely. Uh, which, again, the fact that that studio was announced as being shut down before Halo Wars actually came out mm -hmm. cast this whole just sad pall over the whole thing. Totally. And the fact that they didn't just crap that game out saying, well, we're all fired and we're all shut down anyway, so whatever. The fact that they made a 9.0 game under those circumstances, I just I have nothing but the utmost respect and appreciation for the former members of Ensemble Studios. And I think best of all, like as a big Halo fan, the worst thing that could possibly happen when you have a non-FPS Halo entry to the universe is have that thing be crap, right? Yeah. But yeah. the game is not crap. Nope. And for it builds on that in the, on that strong gameplay uh, and the strong IP by telling like a really cool and interesting story yeah. like with blur cinematics yeah that was what oh, i was just about to say it's like you could go watch i think there's like a 45 or 50 minute video on youtube that's just the cinematics from, yeah. from the halo wars and there's some really really awesome. cool stuff that goes yeah, on I mean, in that dude, stuff the, the, the cg trailer they showed at e3 was one of the coolest cg trailers also blur. Yeah. yeah that was awesome yeah yeah, yeah i'm really hoping no like expense. you said with I, i'm hoping to take a cue from star Trek, uh, starcraft sorry and uh have a th sort of a three 
three-pronged campaign. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be really cool to have a story as the Flood, as the Covenant, and as, uh, you know. I, a lot of people are waiting to see the Flood. I totally agree with you, but the, the pessimist in me thinks that... Uh, no Flood. Well, thinks that if they had a three-race uh, campaign, they would have said so by now. Yeah, they would have said so at E3 and yeah, be like, maybe we've got them. all the other races. Like, maybe they're waiting since it's not until next year. Maybe they're waiting for like a Gamescom. I hope so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I hope so. Um, Microsoft has had like a strong presence at Gamescom the last couple yeah, of years. And their E3 was more about multiplayer and, and getting the message about the beta out yeah. there. So maybe That's they're waiting true. for That's their single point. player push to, uh, to mm-hmm. another event. I and there's a be... lot of other races out there in the Halo universe. That there's those weird like Monkey Man with hammers? Yeah. Yeah, there's the Forerunners. There's all sorts of things. But like, I think I think one of the I think Prometheans. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you. I'm playing Mass Effect. You realize you are just mumbling in front of a microphone. Yeah, everyone. yeah. <laughs> the Protheans, the Prometheans. Yeah, we always get yeah, those confused. I yeah. uh, I think like with a with, the strength of RTS generally has been its multiplayer, at least when it comes to long like in term uh, in terms of games that have like a great longevity, right? You That's strong, true for sure. Like, in order to have really long like, legs, you need a great multiplayer. Well, I've, I've played through the Halo Wars 1 campaign, like, three times, yeah. and after you do it once, you can breeze through it. Oh, totally. That. I mean, yeah. you can play you know again. what to do. Right, but you can, I mean, you can play again on Legendary. You can you can pump it up a little bit, but yeah, it's, the, you're right. The, the even, legs totally come from the multiplayer. Yeah, and even with great, even great single-player RTSs, like, both StarCraft 1, like, the first one, and Brood War, uh, and Warcraft from yeah, Blizzard. Yeah, the Warcraft. Those stories and the cinematic, or the in-game cinematics, or not cinematics, in-game engine cutscenes uh, are so awesome. They tell these really incredible stories, so much so that I've played those campaigns a few times. But really what gives those games the 10-year-long legs is how awesome and deep and skill-oriented the multiplayer is. Mm-hmm. I think the guys at Microsoft and, uh, you know... Creative Assembly... Yeah, like they have to know that, right? Of course they do. So I mean, I'm sure they're very heavily focused on the multiplayer. Yeah, and because the story comes in Halo, you know, they already have the the blueprint for how to do great con- RTS controls on a gamepad. Yeah, already written oh, for them from Halo Wars One. That was the other thing. Was like traditionally, I was very skeptical of Halo Wars the Everyone first time was. it came out because mm-hmm. I've brought this up before, but like StarCraft sixty four, while it's a decent port of the game. <laughs> It's a ter- it's just so, it pales so much in shade to what StarCraft on PC is mm-hmm. yeah. that even if it was a pretty good port for the N64 with these weird controls it just it emphasized how bad it was even more. Yeah, I mean that was I saw when uh, we went to a Valve event at uh, CES like a year or two ago where yeah. they were showing off the Steam controllers right. and they were showing it they're like you could play Dota with it it's like I don't I don't play Dota but like someone who does play it it's like no this is literally a different oh, yeah. video game like <laughs> yeah, this no, is not Dota. Yeah like whether you can play it is and different or, or, whether you should play yeah, it yeah, that yeah. way. You know? Yeah, I mean, you could play through Dark Souls with a Guitar Hero controller. Oh, yeah, you should. Dude. I can't believe I mean, that, you probably should, that actually. dude actually yeah, someone, someone did. But, yeah. I mean, the point is, like, when I came into Halo Wars, I was like, wait, these controls actually work really well. Mm-hmm. It did this really innovative thing with the wheel. You yeah. know, like, mm-hmm. it was yeah, just cool. And I guess to make one final point on what you're saying is, uh, you know, you mentioned shoot, action and shooter fans, you know, coming to a strategy game. That's why, like, because I'm not a, I don't actually like strategy games all mm, that much, uh, but I loved Halo Wars because it, the the, ele- the the elements of it, the the lore and like I, the you I could understand all the units and ever and everything really well because Halo translates so well to it. 
That's you know, like, oh, so you have true, a literal yeah. tank. You have you have vehicles that it's, so you're gonna you know have a good idea what they're gonna do. You know what your ground troops generally are gonna do. And okay, I got to make more of these and more of those, and this is gonna counter that. So that Halo uh, universe is just such a good fit. I mean, of course, because of the fact that Halo originally started as a real-time mm-hmm. strategy game before becoming a first-person shooter. But, yeah, I'm real optimistic for Halo Wars 2, even though uh, just that little tiny bit I played at E3 in multiplayer didn't do it for me. But um, I guess I'm just going to have to decide if I want to play it. I mean, it's play anywhere, so I'll have play you know both copies. But am I going to play it on a PC, or am I going to play it mm. on my Xbox One? I'm there not sure. Go. I'm honestly yeah. not sure. Yeah. I think I'll, I'll try both. Or on your Xbox One Slim. Where am I going to get that? I'm not. Why when would you I, buy it? I'm not spending money on that. Oh, okay, okay. So I said the same thing until I saw it at the Xbox Showcase, and I was like, oh, it's Here's so nicely designed. It's I, so small. If I had a, an HDTV that had uh, HDR, yeah. I would totally get an Xbox One S. Also, isn't it because 4K video enabled, but not game enabled? I Correct, I think. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think the, you're the Blu-ray. Right, yeah. Uh, yeah, I believe yeah. it's a 4K Blu-ray player. Um, but yeah, like, o- only the newest, latest, greatest TVs have HDR, and even then, like, I, I started to do some reading and research on this with with Dan Stapleton, and it's it's a whole, like, do not, you need to invest some serious time into getting getting knowledgeable before you drop a thousand dollars or more on a on just any old TV, like oh this one's yeah. got HDR, sure. No, there's like there's Dolby Vision and there's like HDR ten. There's all there's these two formats and it's just like oh god, not again. <laughs> Why can't we all just pick something? So here's something I don't know what HDR means in the in terms of gaming. In camera, it's a lighting. In, you, I mean, yes, you know what it is. So because, that's what I was gonna say. Is yeah. it the same thing? It so is. in in cam, in the camera and lighting in digital video world, HDR means uh, high dynamic range. Yes, which same thing. Essentially means the space between your shadows and your lights, like your highlights, yep. is greater. Yes, which means it renders a lot more light and a lot more shadow. Correct. Detail. Okay, that's what exactly. it is. So, <laughs> and that's what the Xbox One S can do. And if I remember remembering correctly, for me three. Forza Horizon 3 and Gears of War 4 are going to be supporting it. Interesting, okay. And I don't know about... I think those are the only two games... Again, if I'm remembering correctly, please don't quote me on that if I, uh, I'm, I'm off the cuff here. So, uh, <clears throat> But yeah, that if somebody handed me an HDR TV, it'd be like, great, give me an Xbox One S now, but... Otherwise, I'll be biding my time till Mr. Scorpio. I'm more interested M- in Ms. it. Miss Scorpio? I don't know. Good point. If it was Miss Scorpio, it'd be Miss Scorpia. That's not how. Really? That's, that's not, not how Ozone no. A's it's work. just a. Isn't it? That's how Isn't Spanish what? works. This Isn't that how Spanish gender part. works in language? No, they're not called girlos or girlas. <laughs> not in this Ryan, language. Ryan, let's talk about Batman. English, we don't have gender <laughs> pronouns. Minus anyway. Destin, no. Yeah, uh, I'm not. What? I'm not getting an Xbox One S. Oh, okay. I mean, okay. we're going to get one yeah. here and unbox it and probably, like, run some tests. Throw in the garbage. And then I'll take it. <laughs> you guys aren't interested no, at all with the two terabytes. I'm joking. I'm joking. Uh, yeah, I, I actually really like the look of the new console. Oh, I mean, not even just the look, I'm not going to buy it. The two terabyte internal is the big deal for me. I don't games, like... Yo. I already have an external drive. Like, I'm already set up on my Xbox One I don't like the external hard drive. I already bought it, though, so I'm good. Yeah. 
Money's already you sunk. You have one too, right? Sunk cost, two yeah. terabyte hard drive. Do you just, have one? It sits on top no, of my I Xbox have, One. I have my launch hard drive, and I don't care because I delete everything. Because all everything. I play, uh, the only game I need on there is Banjo, and everything else will just redownload. It's fine. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Right. You have, right now, you have Inside on there, which is and three banjo. gigabytes. And Banjo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm almost at max capacity, like, all the time. I have to, like, swap out the latest AAA game in order to install something new. Let's talk Batman, because i got to leave in ten minutes. <laughs> oh. Is it already? Destiny. Man, yeah. we're moving right along. <laughs> yeah. All right, Batman Return to Arkham Collection. Remember that? We talked about that before oh, yeah. E3. It was an officially the announced weird thing. remaster collection, mm-hmm. which... It's only half the games in the series. Mm-hmm. Well, no, no Arkham Origins, no Arkham Knight. Right. And, but the cool thing was, the thing I was on board with, they redid City and Asylum mm-hmm. in Unreal Engine 4. Yes, like, okay, they jumped that's, from 3 to 4. That's cool. That's, then they, that is a legit, that's not simply a file save as in 1080p. But then I saw a lot of artists out there who know more about art direction and everything saying way to crap all over the original art direction of the original game, so they weren't happy about it from that aspect. Well, it's fine Why because it comes out in a month, so we'll be able to play it, right, Ryan? No, Marty. What in happened? fact, <laughs> it's been. Del- Listen to this. This is a quote from company representative Steve Grayson, possible relation to Dick. Yeah, it is. Oh my god! After reviewing the progress of the project, the team at WB Games has decided to delay the release of Batman: Return to Arkham to give the team at Virtuous Games—that's who's doing the port—additional time to de- deliver a polished Batman: Arkham game experience. We do not have a release date yet, and we'll be sure to communicate that once we are sure the game will be ready. Good. Did they simply grow a conscience and realize this remaster is dumb? We should invest our money in new things mm-hmm. like Arkham VR. Yeah, I don't uh, actually oh, I think yeah. that's Sony's money. Probably, yeah, it's Sony's but money. yeah, it, it, it's it, dominant. To, to me, weird in the well, to me, it's off. more like uh, maybe technically this wasn't going well because the jump yeah. from UE three to four is not easy. Like no. I imagine, like you are you are messing with assets and physics and and mm-hmm. rules to video games. Yes, um, and so I think what happened was it's, it's it was sort of broke, and they realized they've already released a broken thing before, which is Arkham Knight on PC. Yeah, and got burned Huge. real yeah. bad. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they already Just released a, so. not a bad game, but a game that didn't live up to standards with uh, Arkham Origins. And yes, yeah. that was a different team, but to ninety nine percent of the audience, that doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. Mm-hmm. It's an Arkham game, uh, and so I feel like this is a thing to where. When you just look at uh, Asylum City, and then I wasn't crazy about Arkham Knight, but a lot of people were, especially on consoles. I wasn't um, Yeah, uh, that's it's a super strong brand. One of the I love strongest it up brands. to the last quarter, and then I love yeah. it until I have to get in a stupid car. Um, yeah, right. And so I, I feel like the brand is like incredibly strong, but then it's taken a couple shots on the jaw, and so they're like, hey. We don't want to do this again. We don't want to release another shoddy product that takes arguably two of the best games of the last generation. Really, this came Crusader. Where can you find your remaster collection? (laughs) Ha ha, nowhere. It's delayed. I mean, it's totally, I don't know. I'm I'm totally fine with this because I also like, I don't. Like, I love the Arkham games. I don't need to replay them. Like, That's yeah. what I was going to say. Is like, I didn't really find a reason to go back to those games after playing them. Like, I played ba- I played Arkham Asylum twice in a row like, mm-hmm. when it came out because I thought it was awesome. But after that, City kind of evolved it past what Arkham mm-hmm. Asylum was, and then you can't really go back to those games anymore. You want to play them again? Play them on PC. There's your HD version. They look fantastic still. Like, That's what I was going to say. Is like Also, the art direction, when you brought up the new engine, like the art direction... I remember those games being very pretty for what they were. Oh, they looked fantastic. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't think you really need, I don't know. 
gamers really nowadays are more focused on graphics and specs than they ever have been before because mm-hmm. of these console wars, like the 1080, 60 whole ordeal, 4K. which does not matter. Console the, 4, the 4Ks that aren't real 4Ks. I've said it many times before, and I will say it again, but like... No one remembers whether a game was 1080p or 900p. They remember if it had a great art or not. And so a game like a game that benefits because of its art it's direction. Really Titanfall 2, Titanfall written in 760p and oh therefore it was a piece of crap. <laughs> no. That was really good. I'm glad you're saying it. If I said it, I'd get hate on the internet. <laughs> I'm just goofing around. I gave the, the great game. No, no, yeah, absolutely. But a game, I just don't think those games benefit as much from a resolution upgrade as people think that they might. And maybe WB recognizes that. Also, half the games are missing from the collection, so it's not really like... A definitive collection. Yeah. It's like that. there's that Chris Nolan D- Blu-ray collection that has like five of his movies missing, yeah. and it's like... Doesn't have oh, a following. It doesn't, yeah. Yeah. It doesn't it have doesn't, a following. It doesn't yeah. have uh, The Dark Knight Rises no, in it. It doesn't have... I know. Movie. Yeah, wow. There's a bunch of his movies like that are... Inception's not in it. It's fine if it doesn't have Dark Knight Rises. I can't believe it yeah, doesn't have that movie. <laughs> three of them. <laughs> Like those are big movies to miss. Well, yeah, I mean, he's only ever he's made eight movies or something like that, seven movies, and it's missing a lot of them. Do you think this will ever come out? Yeah, is this I mean, like the last we ever hear of it? They've probably they're going to do it in, as all the yeah. They've invested something. enough money where it's probably going to sneak out. Can we talk about that point. other thing yet that we watched the trailer for? Oh, no, I don't. What? No, I think because the show posts today. Okay, never mind. There's another thing. By yeah, the time you it, listen to this, maybe there's another thing. It'll fit right into this conversation. <laughs> Just take this and dub out our words with something else. Yeah. And we we all sort of feel the same way. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. General apathy. Anyway, I guess, yeah, whatever. I really have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. It's an asset we must find. You'll fill you in later. Uh, Finally this week, this is just a quick thing. According to the uh, Korean Game Rating and Administration Committee, which is basically their ESRB, They've got a listing for Pac-Man Championship Edition DX2. Speaking of great old Xbox Live Arcade games, like we talked about at the top of the show, for Xbox One, PS4, and PC, uh, how... I believe we gave that game a 10 as well. That game's OXM incredible. Did too. OXM that did, too. Yeah, well. that's one of the... I want that game on every device I ever own for the rest of my life. Like, that game's just a... It's fine. Like, perfect five-minute game. Yeah, and yeah. It's, it's like... The ideal Pac-Man. Yeah, totally. Like, they took everything. Like, Pac-Man, this Pac-Man's, like, yeah, already to, perfect for, itself. For those that may not have had a 360 or played, yeah, you know, yeah. the younger crowd, maybe. Yeah, it Explain was, Pac-Man Championship Edition it DX, took, please, like, Martin. It, it was a, a visually overhauled, like, it was very, uh, despite the fact that it was still Pac-Man, it was still top-down view, and you're running through mazes. Um, it gave it this visual flair and this sort of, like, pulsing trance soundtrack. Uh, there was a bunch of different modes. Levels would warp and sort of terraform as you went through a match. Uh, there were a bunch of different modes to where you would be able to string together and get a, but like, the, the more pellets you'd collect, the faster you would go, and the game would just continue it'd be like times two speed times Mm -hmm. but the ghost would also be faster and so it would just like it would just completely make the game insane but it was also in the same way like geometry wars it was like entrancing like it was a thing like you got into a rhythm and it became one of those games to where you would wake up every day you'd look at the leaderboards you'd be like oh these two people passed me it's like i'm not gonna (laughs) let that happen uh it was just great a bunch of different modes like it reminded me a lot of geometry wars too yeah Mm -hmm. So, more of that, not a bad thing. No, absolutely. If that proves it's to be been, correct. What, it's been five, six, seven years? Something like that. Yeah, yeah it's, it's been, been a while. Yeah. Uh, Sean Finnegan. Yeah. You're in the Marketplace Report Chair. Hooray. What can we spend our money on this week? At retail, we got Lego Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens. Marty? 
Very good. You I reviewed gave that, it. I gave that game a 9.0. It is the, my favorite Lego game and my favorite Star Wars game in many years. Wow. Um, it is, it's, it's incredible. A ton of fun. Uh, the best Lego campaign in a very long time. It's it, gorgeous to look at. Absolutely stunning. Uh, it takes direct lines from the movie and then also has it, it recorded dialogue with like Harrison Ford and, and, and that's awesome. Uh, yes. Yeah, and John Boyega and, and uh, tells a really cool story, a bunch of side stories that sort of fill in the gaps of stuff that happened. Really fun, really charming. Great single player and multiplayer. A ton of really crazy secrets. You can unlock J.J. Abrams and Kathleen Kennedy. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Because that's, if yeah. you've ever wanted to, you can, yeah. You can unlock Constable Zubio, who we all thought was going to be a big part of the movie and literally wasn't featured in the movie, so now you can play through the entire film as Constable Zubio. Nice. But those are fun, silly things that, like, the fans eat up. They love that stuff. Oh, yeah, it's super, yeah, it's weird to, like, kill the Emperor as J.J. Abrams. <laughs> what else? The Techromancer. Don't know what that Heard is. That's not good. Yeah, it's not good. We give it, like, a four or five something. Wow. And Seven Days to Die, which is $30. That's the game that Telltale's published. Publishing, but it's, yeah, it's a zombie survival game, thing. but not Techromancer a Seven game. Days to Die. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm curious about <laughs> Seven Days to Die, because I'm, I'm really curious about the idea of Telltale getting into the publishing biz. Yeah. Chelsea, that's only 30 bucks at least. Mm-hmm. We, haven't, I just, I, we haven't gotten a copy yet, though. Why? Right, so. Oh, for what? Good. I, have seven we? Days or if, if oh. we have, maybe. I mean, I it's, it's on our Steam yeah. account, probably, so. Yeah. We don't all have computers, Dustin. You keep bringing up PCs. <laughs> I have a MacBook Air. I can't you play know, we, seven days to die on that. Unlocked kind of is by default our PC podcast now. Because Mitch <laughs> abandoned us? No, because well, Microsoft, It's in, It's as Dan Stapleton put it, it's like an arranged marriage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you PC and you Xbox, you will be together. But Dad, I don't love him! <laughs> You're going to just carry on the family line. <laughs> and your just, first child be a mess. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Over on digital, we have inside twenty dollars. Mm-hmm. There's a note here that I won't repeat. <laughs> I guess I could though. It's f anything else is what yeah. I wrote because we have one allotted f every podcast. We don't. Supposedly. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a real thing. Full Mojo Rampage, which is thirteen dollars. It's a roguelike. So there's that. Can we talk about what's going on right now? What's this next game? Uh, Kung Fu Connect is apparent. I'm guessing also the last twenty dollars game. How it's, could it's crazy that they made? It's based on the uh, David Carradine show Kung Fu. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, got you, so fed up last night with my Connect turning on when I say words that don't sound like the key word that you're supposed to say. I just, I'm just like, I'm done. Get oh, out of here. Yesterday, I set. Yesterday, when I got back from uh, the doctors, I set a record for new for how many times I had to say Xbox on before it turned on at twelve. Mm-hmm. After just, the sixth one, I was like. Now it's a matter of principle. <laughs> I legitimately <laughs> think I threw my connect away when I moved. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'm just like I don't know. No, so maybe it's like a really like I'm like a neophyte, but I'm just like I don't I don't need I'm fine with like a 500 like meg. It, uh, but like it hard doesn't drive, even, I'm fine. It's basic functionality doesn't even work gig. for me anymore. I'd say mic on and division, it doesn't work, and I'm like, well, why do I even have you? If I, I still say yeah. like for navigation stuff like right. on the video side, it's yes. still pretty useful. It doesn't yeah. work all the time, but I'm okay with That's having the to say something. Only reason I twice. like it: Xbox on, Xbox. Off. Yeah. Also, you ever try We're to turn that on? We're queuing everybody's yeah, you're, consoles you're, up. You're, you're, our listeners Stop listening. are too Stop canceling listening. their subscriptions. You ever try to use, uh, use voice commands on a Connect after a night of drinking? No, that I have, have not you? done. No, doesn't work well. <laughs> I, that, that was a couple years ago, yeah. And then I was like, oh, this isn't going to work. That sounds like a video we should make for IGN <laughs> this is, three years ago oh, when drunk, Connect came out. Drunk Connect commands? <laughs> we did yeah. that. Did we? We didn't do drunk Connect commands. We that's the whole shit. angle, yeah, though. We've, the, d- we've tried to do drunk video content before, and for some reason, it never works. We only tried it once, to be honest. Well, we're doing something next week. Yeah, there so. we go. <laughs> I got to uh, run. I got to run. Sorry. Bye, you wrote down your, I will accept your trivia submission. Also, Monochroma. 
ten dollars. Monochrome right. is actually super cool. Speaking of games that are visually inspired by Destin's, a, Sorry, you're yeah. a weird boy. <laughs> uh, speaking of games visually inspired by Limbo, uh, Monochroma is that. Uh, yeah, plays cool. a lot like Limbo as well. Not as good as Limbo. A few things are, but um, it's good. Like if you play through Inside and are like, holy crap, I need something else. Monochroma is a not as good version. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> it's the but uh, still not bad. It's the Lee jeans to the Levi's. Yeah, exactly. Or the, the, the Wrangler to the Levi's, maybe. I, the Mr. Pibb to the Dr. Pepper. Yeah, where Mr. Pibb isn't bad, but if you're just chilling with the Dr. Pepper, that's like, Ugh. I can't drink either of those. Both of them are too sweet. Yeah, I, don't, I haven't had soda in years. Oh, good for you. Well, I have soda water. Yeah. I mean, good for me. I, I substitute <laughs> it with something yeah, alcohol. equally as terrible. We also, hey, it comes from potatoes. Yeah. Uh, moving on to the marketplace. Yes. June games with gold. We got Goat Simulator on uh, Xbox One. Yeah, almost over, so you better grab these quickly. And Super Meat Boy on 360. Now, here's a question for you. If you get Super Meat Boy as part of Games with Gold on 360, because it's backwards compatible, do you also have it on Xbox so, One? So, yeah, every single one of these oh, yeah. from now on. Every 360 oh, game that's free cool. is backwards compatible. Yeah. So, I, don't, I can't imagine anyone out there who's listening to the show didn't play Super Meat Boy when it came out, but, but you if should, you didn't, you, it's yeah, really good. Of those, Never assume. One of those mm-hmm. pillars of some of arcade games. That's yeah, true. Totally. Also, it's in the, pantheon. Is the developers of Super Meat Boy are the focus of this documentary called Indie Game, the movie. Yeah, I still haven't well, seen that. Below. So yeah. good. Yeah, that's a really good movie. I need so to see good. that. Watch that movie. Is it on Netflix? It was. It was at some point. Yeah. I don't know if it still is. I watched it on Netflix. Yeah. And I literally, like, for weeks I told people to watch it. It was the video game documentary I wanted to make. Like, it... It features really interesting developers who are kind of weird, kind of yeah. funny, kind of like these interesting characters. Right. But it actually treats their work, them, and video games as a whole with a lot of respect. Like, it doesn't look down upon them, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, which it, I think a lot of documentarians do. Yeah. Like, they're like, video games is this big thing, but we're better than it because mm-hmm. we're filmmakers yeah. or we're artists. And this really portrays them, the developers, as these like flawed human beings. Yeah, flawed, but, but like, incre- incredibly creative. Yeah, and beings. so dedicated and to the yeah. art. And uh, a lot of people hate uh, Phil Fish. Phil Fish, yeah, uh, yeah who made Fez, mm-hmm. um, is one of the main subjects of that game. And a lot of people think it portrays him poorly. Whereas I really just saw him as like this, almost, like so passionate to a fault type person, mm-hmm. which is kind of an endearing yeah. thing. It's a very good documentary. Yeah, it's Watch it. Pretty much about Meat Boy, Fez, and Braid. Exactly. Nice. Which yeah. I need to watch Three that. huge. Like yeah, it. yeah. Um, moving on, we have the crew on Xbox One, which is the set from July from June sixteenth to July fifteenth. Yeah, so mm-hmm. that's still going. Yep. And XCOM Enemy Unknown, which ends at the end of the month. Which is end, yeah, yeah like ends tomorrow, the end of this month. Uh, so July got announced. Mm-hmm. Yeah, July games with gold as well. The Banner Saga two, which that's is awesome. all July. It's debuting right on the console. I don't know. I think so. Cause it, I believe it came out for PC. But I think so this okay. is its console debut. Great. Which there is you awesome. go. That game's awesome. Tumblestone. Which is July sixteenth. No, literally, August no idea 15th. what that is. Yeah, I don't know either. That's an Xbox One game. Uh, Rainbow Six Vegas oh, Two. So good. The first two weeks of July. July. And Tron it's Evolution. Yeah. The second two weeks of July on Perfect. Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. All right, let's do a little trivia. Let's do it. Forgot. Well, we ran out of time last week, so oh, yeah. uh, make sure that you guys mark your answers. I'm going to give everybody a quick update on the scoring situation. Destin is eligible. He wrote down his answer. He was here for 90% of the show. All right, our situation is Destin at 7, the Ghost of Mitch at 6, the Shark at 2. Poor guy doesn't get to play very often. Yep. Marty at 9 points. You're out Suck in the it, lead. Mitch. Alana at 4. Larry Herb, 1. <laughs> Steve Gaynor, 0. Steve Gaynor, nothing. Yeah. Except 
he has all the talent that so, I will never yeah, have. Made in a my game life. of the year nominee. Yeah, that. <laughs> okay, so I got ready. I got to do a pen. Oh yeah. Well, I'll just go first. That's fine. Our winner this week, or, or our question winner this week, is Jason Nippard, who asks. Which of the following thrash ball teams did Augustus Cole, a.k.a. the Cole Train, woo, woo, play in? Woo! The, I like that. <laughs> Wasn't he the, supposed to be voiced by Drake originally? I believe that was Isn't the... Isn't he voiced by Terry Crews? I thought he was voiced no, by Terry Crews. I think, Cruz. So. I, think you're, no. I think that was a racist statement. Why? I don't know. <laughs> I wanted to see how you'd react to that, and you reacted well. <laughs> you passed the test. <laughs> no, I don't believe it's Terry Crews or Drake. But it's, a, it's, a, he, no, he, it's, it's a Cruz-like. Terry Crews, not like that, like Cruise. a roguelike. Yeah, a little bit. No, like the re- <laughs> like I thought it was voiced by like a pretty well known actor. It was a ri- it, literally Drake was originally yeah, that, cast. And we we did that as a trivia uh, question no, at one point. Yes. Yeah. Uh, anyway, the musician. You've just been really sad. Yeah, Jason. Oh, uh, Maria. Terry Crews is hilarious. By the way, I love yeah. that guy. Uh, Jason Nippert is our winner. He will win a copy of some video game that I've got uh, kindly donated from the listeners in my email box, and it's for this question. So again, it was uh, which. Thrashball team did, it, did Cole play for? Was it the Tyrus Sharks, the Hanover Cougars, the Jacinto City Jaguars, or the Shavad Thunder? Do you guys remember? I should know this. I did play the first Gears, and there is a line of dialogue where he's like, "Didn't you play for blah blah whatever?" And I know he, I knew he was a pro football player, or whatever. Thrashball, thrashball. But I mean, it's like the, it's like the NFL. Yes. It's like the XFL, the Sarah, the TFL, pretty yeah. much in that yeah. universe. Uh. I wanted to vote Tyra Sharks because Sharks, but no, I went B, <laughs> Hanover Cougar. Hanover uh, Cougars. Yeah, I also went Hanover Cougars. I remembered, I thought I remembered it being a cat, and then there were two cats on this That's list. That's kind of what I thought, too. But like, then I thought I was it was like, Jaguars initially. Jacinto was the only place I remember from Gears, but I'm like, ah, oh, so I'm going to go against it. So yeah, I, I also chose B, Hanover Cougars. And you're all correct. Nobody gains any ground Whoa, on it. What did Dustin do? Yeah. Dustin got it. He, he has B circled. Wow, Here's one. Nice. So what good job, everybody. Shaker. Good job on guessing, Dustin everybody. moves yeah. to eight points. The shark up to three. Oops, three, not four. Three times that. as many points as Larry Herb now. Alana would have said D, the Shavad Sharks, so uh, give her a negative two points. The You're right. Thunder. I'll do that immediately. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. That brings us to the end of another podcast, Unlocked, the world's number one Xbox mm-hmm. podcast. As Marty said at the top of the show, please check out and subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's probably the easiest, best way to watch all of our mm-hmm. content, should you prefer faces versus voices. I don't know why, but... Uh, I, YouTube well, this face. Well, now that we've got Sean here this week, youtube.com slash IGN Unlocked. I remind you that IGN Prime is a super cool way to not only support us over here at IGN, but rid yourself of ads on our website for the term of one year in exchange for 30 U.S. dollars. Mm-hmm. You can go to IGN.com slash Prime to take care of that. Uh, Destin is at Destin Legary. Don't watch him stream inside. Play it for yourself. Sean Finnegan. Follow me on Twitter at Shot by Finnegan. Making videos, taking photos, talking about movies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Marty? Um, I am at McBiggity on everything 2Gs and 2Ts. Um, check out my Lego Force Awakens review. Yes. Um, Alana and I are putting up a feature soon on other Marvel properties and studios we would want to make those games to sort of mm. go along with the Insomniac Spider-Man like news for me three, um, and then also I listen to podcast Beyond, which is the uh, PlayStation podcast that Alana and I are on. And next week uh, is episode four hundred and fifty. We're doing something very special uh, on location at one of my favorite places in San Francisco. Must with, be a bar. It yep. is a bar. 
uh, with two uh, special guests whose names might rhyme with Craig and Gollin. I, I literally <laughs> said that in my head. Craig and Gollin. Oh, yeah. Craig and Gollin. Nice job. Yeah. Well the done. <laughs> for 50. Uh, yeah, so, that'll be <laughs> so that'll be up next week. Excellent. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at DMC underscore Ryan. Uh, if you like the shirt I'm wearing or some other shirts I made, there's a link to that in my uh, profile page on Twitter. I do a Tesla podcast that I would love you to check out if you like cars, particularly of the electric Tesla variety. Uh, or of the self-driving variety. They're, it's, they're halfway there, and they're, they're leading the charge. And I think that's pretty much it. We're wrapping up our month-long IGN first coverage of Agents of Mayhem, mm-hmm. the next game from the Saints Row crew. Uh, so we've got a couple of really cool behind-the-scenes sort of making of pieces how how the uh, Saints Row evolved into Agents of Mayhem. That's a really great piece that you guys put together. Yeah, I forgot to kind of... Uh... For, kind of forgot to promote that right there, but they're really interesting pieces. Like one of uh, check them out. They're behind the scenes, documentary esque kind of making of pieces. Mm-hmm. Really, some interesting tidbits in there. Like for instance, they talk about how Saints Row Four had PlayStation Two code in it. Yeah, wow. I've read about that. Yeah, yeah. that's what's, that's <laughs> super weird. Video games are weird. And uh, and we're finishing up the month with a sort of AMA type thing. It's a nice. ask the developers anything. Mm-hmm about Agents of Mayhem. I actually already solicited the questions. They're out. I'm waiting for the answers to come back. So look for that on IGN. On uh, I think we're going to put it up now on Friday, mm-hmm. heading into your holiday heading into your holiday weekend <laughs> here on IGN. Uh, and then speaking of, I, I forgot, speaking of uh, making ofs, part two of our Final Fantasy oh, 15 yes. making yes. of is uh, live. And this one focuses a ton on the story and sort of the three pillars of the story they want to tell. Which and you how went out to across. the studio in Japan. Yeah. yeah, we spent about a week in Tokyo um, and talking with Tabata-san and the rest of the team um, sort of about how they're telling the story of Noctis and his friends alongside Noctis and Luna, alongside Noctis and his father, and how they're spreading that story across uh, three mediums with the game, the anime, and the movie. Fantastic. Very excited for that game. And yeah, please check out my insider review, whether it's before or after you play the game, but please do yourself a favor and play that game. It is the game of the year so far. As far as I'm concerned, all due respect to The Witness and Dark Souls 3, so good. Really good. yeah, you hit it on the head, Marty. This has been this has been the year we've been waiting three yeah. years for. Yeah, it, we're, and we're in the middle of it, and it's great. We haven't even hit fall. We haven't even hit fall. Yeah. Uh, for the departed Destin Legary, rest yep. in peace, Marty Sleva. He's not dead. The shark, Sean Finnegan. I'm Ryan McCaffrey. This has been Podcast Unlocked, Episode Two Fifty Two Palindrome. Woo! See you guys next week. <laughs>